Rejoice. I say it again, rejoice. That's the message of Gaudete Sunday. It's the message of St. Paul to the Philippians. It's the message of this season and the message of the whole church. Rejoice. For Christ came in history. He comes to us in mystery, and he will come again, we know not how, but in majesty. Rejoice. It's an imperative, a command that we hear from St. Paul and from the Church. And yet in the light of that command to rejoice, we must acknowledge there's still a lot of unhappy people in our world. And this is not something new. In fact, through the ages, even 800 years ago, St. Thomas Aquinas, scratching his big old Dominican head, tried to figure out why that was. Why so much unhappiness? And he pondered the good Dominican that he was that had to do with failing to worship rightly, forgetting to put God first, worshiping things that were not God, not truly with candles and incense and the like, but worshiping them nonetheless, putting other things first in their lives. And in good systematic, for, systematic matter, he, he whittled it down to, to four things. I think they still hold true today. The four things he said people worship other than God is pleasure, power, popularity, and possessions. Pleasure, doing the hedonistic thing of whatever will satisfy the flesh. The power, whether it comes in, in physical force or in influence over nature. Popularity, looking for honor and, and likes and possessions, amassing as much wealth as possible. None, none of them are wrong in and of themselves, of course. Possessions and power and pleasure and popularity, they're all good things. The trouble is when we love them, when we love them too much, that's what leads to all the, all the troubles. The troubles of war, the, the breakdown of empires and families, and the breaking of hearts. I'd propose it's even the cause of all the drama in our favorite Christmas movies. Pleasure, power, popularity, and possessions. Why was Clark Griswold unhappy? Not because he got enrolled in the Jelly of the Month Club, no. But because he made first and foremost that priority of, of, of pleasure, of the sentimentality of that perfect meal and the perfect pool and the perfect lit-up house and the perfect partner. Pleasure. Remember Frosty the Snowman, the old animated one? About that magician. What was his problem? He wanted that top hat, that magic top hat, because, not because it was a good fashion statement, but because of the power that it would give. This one's more obscure. I hope you know the Bells of St. Mary's. Old uh, Bing Crosby as Father O'Malley, everyone's favorite parish priest, except, except when he did one thing. Tried to win favor with the children. 
popularity. Give them the day off. And the sisters lost their mind as the children were all over the neighborhood, but striving to do that which would only make him popular and favored. The honor led to troubles. And of course, most famously, in the Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge, what does he love but the possessions? Until, of course, those three ghosts and his major conversion. In fact, the one that strikes me as most obvious is the arch nemesis of Buddy the Elf. Remember Miles Finch? He checks all the boxes. Pleasure, popularity, possessions. And then when he's not respected for those three, power. He goes fist to cuffs with, with Buddy and thus he gets declared to be an angry elf. It's what causes all of the struggles. The same in the movies, the same with Thomas Aquinas, and the same 2,000 years ago in the Gospel. Interesting, isn't it? The crowd is where the Gospel starts. The crowds ask John the Baptist, what should we do? We don't know much about that, except we do know this one thing. They come together. Necessarily, they come in a status of popularity. Tax collectors... They come to him as well. What should we do? And tax collectors, as you know, always had that temptation to grab at wealth that was not theirs. Dishonest wealth and possessions. Soldiers, they've got the power. And lastly, there's the group that has the pleasure of hoping that this is the Messiah to come. Popularity, possessions, power, and pleasure. Now, to their credit, through the Gospels, each of these groups come to John the Baptist, knowing that there's something in their hearts that's missing. They just don't have what they're ultimately looking for. And the same is for us today. They come asking, as we should, what should we do? How can we put first things first? Of course, tomorrow here in our parish we have a, a day of mercy. A simple acknowledgement that we're, we're all sinners. We're all in the same boat and we're all seasick. But, but we have a chance to come before our God and ask for his mercy. Whatever of those things do, do grab our attention. I propose for today we, we look at that first one. The crowds. Crowds have groupthink. Today we have the phenomenon not just of traveling in circles. In fact, in the pandemic we're still not supposed to. But in social media, in podcasts, online, where all those likes lead to the algorithms being the filter through which we see and read everything that we seem to know. John the Baptist didn't know about those things, but he did know about groupthink. And so what does he do? The one who was out there in the desert dressed, maybe not this strangely, but strangely nonetheless, he points out, what do you do to overcome this temptation to just to be popular, to do the, what the crowd will like, whatever is whatever's the easiest thing to do? 
He jumps right to this. Whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none. And whoever has food should do likewise. What is John the Baptist doing here? He's saying, don't just worry about what the group says. Don't just worry about what is popular, but look to what is necessary right next to you. Don't just do it because it will win favor, but find that the, the need that is right in your midst. For when we do so, when we look to that person, who we look to is Christ. And Christ might not win us a popularity contest. Perhaps it won't lead to the greatest power, pleasure, or possessions. But when we see Christ in our midst, we rejoice. We say it again, rejoice.